welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to Bampow TV's Christmas Recap. We are here to talk about all things Christmassy, Runaways, Punisher, and my favorite Christmas show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. None of which had Christmas I know, it was very disappointing. (laughs) Well, I mean, Punisher and Runaway, we are catching up on, and Agents Mm -hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D., they've Got They're in space. There's yeah, no Christmas so. in space. There's Christmas no, there's, in space. There's no Christmas in a future dystopia. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that sounds care right. About the birth of. <clears throat> so, anyone have news? Because Brian Michael Bendis is better now. He's a pirate. Yeah. What? He got like injured or had a really scary infection, and he had to go to the hospital and stuff. And it was really oh. it was not good for a while. But he just okay. put a picture on Instagram. Of him standing up, and he had an eye patch. Oh, great! So definitely very uh, shades of Nick Fury. That, so it's that it's, seems right. It's it's very exciting because number one, he's alive, and number two, he's no longer blind in both eyes, which he was for a little oh, yeah, while. That's what oh it was. my gosh, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, well. that's the good news for this because cool. we like Brian Michael Bendis. Bright apparently was terrible. Oh. It has nothing to do with stuff. But it's disappointing. Yeah, that makes me sad because I love Urban Fantasy. I feel like yeah. I might still try to we can watch try it. it out. I'm, I'm still going yeah. to watch it so I can make up my own opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, reviews are not great. And yeah, enough people have been coming out talking about how bad it is that like the sheer wave of terribleness. I'm like, oh, it's probably not good. Um, yeah, Max Landis <laughs> tweeted like a year or two ago. That um, if they can get Bright done well, this might be his Star Wars. And he's like getting goosebumps. And I'm all, oh, buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> also, that guy's garbage. Yeah, that guy's garbage. I need to research him. I was asking Anna about him earlier today because I really know nothing about him. And apparently he does things. He does bad things to yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. That's why we we don't like him. No. Oh, I, I thought, had I had okay. almost zero opinion about him before that. I was like, oh, he's just a guy who makes movies, whatever. But yeah, uh, a bunch of women have come forward that he's a serial sexual I mean, harasser. He made Chronicle. Okay. He made Chronicle? God damn it. Sorry, oh. I liked Chronicle. Yeah, a lot. no wonder I don't like him. Man, Chronicle was garbage. Disagree. She, I, am, she, I am going out on that limb. She weirdly loves that. Film. Dude, that I'm is kind one of, on of the very few films. I, that and Fantastic Four number two are like the only films I can think of in the last decade that I have turned off because I have been having such a bad time. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that because I had a great time. I, I what did lo- you love about it? Um, I really, I, I really liked the the found footage style. I feel like it's a hard uh, directorial choice. Um, I feel like a lot of times it goes really bad, but I felt like it was done well in this one. And I liked the, okay, spoiler alert for the end of this film, but I like how you go the, through the whole movie thinking that this is this kid's spider-man origin story and then it turns out no he's been he's magneto the whole time and it's about his you like villains well i thought it was an interesting story i thought it was interesting why you see the two of them who are presented with very similar uh life changes go in two totally different directions Mm -hmm. and how you like even so even when it's a person that you care a lot about when they start making really bad choices then you have to take a stand against them even though you maybe now don't want to yeah i don't know i liked it I think the and you're welcome to your stupid opinion. Oh, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> thanks. No, I, so I don't think I like you. found footage, so that really turned me off of the movie. It's it's tough. It's not. It's definitely something where if you don't like that style of directing, no matter how good the story is, you're probably not going to like yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I've my one of my aunts has serious um, motion sickness, so she can't see anything with shaky cam. Oh, Jason Bourne's out. No, she. <laughs> No Jason Bourne for you. Womp womp. But anyway. Okay. So, Runaways. What do we have? We have uh, 
episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. A lot more backstory across all of this than I thought we'd be getting in. Do you want to give us a quick overview of what happened in these episodes? Yes. So, uh, both of these episodes, they have not run away. Secretly, we didn't watch. This whole show is just built on a lie of no one running away, <laughs> and it's very frustrating. I know. The only time they actually say the word runaway is in this, the episode four when they're talking about the kids that are missing. The kids that are missing. Oh, they're all runaways. And I'm like, thanks, show. <laughs> At least somebody ran away. So, uh, episode three, we find out that Destiny totally is just on a trip to London. Definitely. And is not in a box. Um, Nico looks into her staff more and ends up making it snow in her uh, mom's room. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and Gert looks at Chase's dick. <laughs> and that's mostly Yeah, it. she does. No, so uh, Chase, is this kind of a, a split up and investigate episode? Mm-hmm. Um Carolina is trying to track down Destiny. It, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, we have to pronounce it differently now. Ugh, I don't like it. Um, Chase and Gert go over to Chase's parents' house to rummage around mm-hmm. uh, and get some sweet X-Way groggles. And Tina and Robert. Oh, yeah, his name's Robert. Sorry. Um, I don't actually know any of the parents' names, so they're saying it on the recap here. And I'm like, who are who these the people? <laughs> so uh, Nico's parents... Um, Marriage is falling apart. Mom's trying to have a good time on the date, and Dad just wants to think about boning someone else. And I feel bad for both of them. Oh, we're we're watching this episode, and I'm I'm watching um, Nico's mom try to finagle this date with her husband, and I'm like, oh god, I feel like Kenneth won that bet. And I look over at Monica, and she's like, yeah, I think oh, Kenneth yeah. won that bet. God I was I wasn't going to bring that up until later, but <laughs> you each owe me three fifty. You owe me one Loch Ness monster. <sighs> I will square you because I keep my word. I wonder about Nico's dad though, because like he walked away from Tina, who I feel like is tough to love to start with. Mm-hmm. And then if she then like completely shuts down and cuts you out of her life for a whole year, that just like cements her being really tough to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like he immediately buys a place for his mistress who is married to a rich violent man without talking to her about it and he's like oh we're gonna be together and i'm like i don't think you know yeah i do have to wonder how long this affair has been going on and it could be that he's in a place where he's like okay we've been we've been sleeping together for i don't know six months eight months and i i personally am ready to leave my wife but she's like uh not samesies for me yeah she should. I don't know why she I mean, obviously. That guy's garbage. They're both really rich, so it's not like she's, you know, walking away without something. Yeah. Yeah, he was able to buy her this amazing apartment for them to live in. Yeah. Secretly, without Tina knowing. Which has to be tough. Mm-hmm. Because she is definitely the dominant force in that relationship. Well, their house AI calls her Alpha. <laughs> she programmed it to call her that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would, I'd be kind of sad about that. <laughs> It's like, oh, I know where I fit. Oh, no. I'm the beta. <laughs> Murr. And then uh, Mama Wilder tracks down Molly, uh, tries to ask her some questions, and then Molly breaks the wall off of a Starbucks bathroom and escapes. Molly's and... not subtle? No. <laughs> well, I mean, Molly's like 11. Yeah. And kids are real dumb, so kids are real dumb. She's not 11. Molly's 8 to 14. We may never. She's know. like fourteen. They're all sixteen, seventeen. She's like fourteen. That is. I'll not give you. I'll give you twelve. She's twelve. Look, she's if, uh, period. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, if John Travolta can be a teenager in Greece, she can be 11. <sighs> Math. I don't think that's... Oh, we have to move on. I can't okay. fight with you. I'm very tired and it's cold. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Molly Molly basically plays Mama Wilder because uh, she's sneakier than I gave her credit for. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And uh, then... Well, she um, took some time passing out next to a garbage yeah, can yeah, to like, think as through you do. a lie. Oh, Molly. And so uh, Catherine Wilder is like, hey, you know, do you want to know about your parents? And Molly's like, yes. Yes, I do. I do appreciate that Mama Wilder went there with kind of a nefarious plot. And when she found Molly, it was very obvious. Oh, hey, I accidentally ran in. No, you fucking found me here. Mm-hmm. But then the moment Molly looks like she's in danger, Mama Wilder went into mom mode. Mm-hmm. And like you could tell she cares about this girl and was like worried about her. And then the next time we see her, she's back in nefarious town. Yeah. But it was just nice to see like this is a woman who has the ability to care about stuff and she's a villain, but like she's a mom and she cares about the kids around her. Well, and I think they do a good job presenting all of the parents as, you know, they're real people with, you know, good and bad parts of them Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. also just once a year happen to sacrifice a child. It's fine. fine. Yeah. So yeah, I do feel that they're showing how much they, they do care about all these kids. Not even, even the kids who aren't theirs. Right. And and I, I I feel like when they're in the car and she tells Molly, you know, I, I'll be will I'd be glad to tell you about your parents. I feel like you're old enough to have real questions. And I feel like she meant it that she yeah. wants to be a part of Molly's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Molly had shown up at their house and been like, "Can we talk about my parents?" She would have stopped whatever she was doing and oh, she yeah. would have done it. So it's like interesting. It's a fine line. I think the show is managing to walk across where you get that they're bad people and they do this thing that's bad and they're all nefarious and who knows what's that groundbreaking thing is all about but it can't be good but Mm -hmm. also they're good parents and they're interested in their children like even the violent dick bag or was that in the next episode oh that that's next episode yeah so anyway i like this episode i like the different team-ups it was nice to see like different people hang out together yeah well and I, i like that we're we're getting to see them use um technology of the time that wasn't necessarily available back when mm-hmm. this comic was originally written mm-hmm. so they don't necessarily have to all be in the same room to have a group meeting they can have a I Skype chat the group phone yeah call. that was nice that group phone call mm-hmm. was awesome and you know i'm i'm curious about nico's sister because or did we is that the next that's episode? next episode come on sorry <laughs> sorry Sorry. Let's talk about Gert looking at Chase's dick on purpose, because girl, that I was funny. You. I mean, dude, you get X-ray goggles. Like, also, were you excited? Chase got his X-ray goggles. Yes. Obviously, Obviously. she grabbed those, and I was like, "Oh, look, it's the okay." Yeah. Yeah. Anytime something that belongs to somebody shows up, we get really excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mad that the magic wand doesn't work right. Yes, it, it does seem to work off of blood, though, because we it, see at yeah. the beginning of this episode, um, Nico's mom has to cut herself to do or like pokes herself with a staff to do whatever thing she was mm-hmm. doing at no, the well, I know, but i'm and just saying like the word stuff oh we yeah figured the blood- beatrice and i figured out the blood thing last time whatever i'm just um, mad like she's just standing there looking at a snowflake and it snows and like i'm, I'm just wondering if they thought um i would have that would be weird to transition to tv because that kind of seems like something that could just work a lot better written down where you read it versus mm-hmm. So, like, maybe it's because of the blood transport. It's, like, fused to her mind and whatever she's thinking the most about, it will do for her. Yeah, maybe. Because that's kind of how it worked with the mom, with Tina, when she, like, blocked off the room and sealed her husband in it. That was funny. Yeah. I giggled. I I think I would have liked it even if she had said something out loud, like, if she had just said the word snowflake. Mm -hmm. Or if she... Something. Anyway, I 
for me, the the use of having one word for each spell that can't be repeated it puts a limit on how much magic this wand can do mm-hmm. because otherwise it can do anything. And I feel like that's easy to um, well, lose control of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do think that was a very cool thing that they had in the, in the comic. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why they mm-hmm. took it out. I don't know. Dear show writers. I don't. Do, why? do your shit. Why for? Um, I liked when they were all at the beach. And Nico showed up in still just looking like a fucking queen walking <laughs> oh across God. that sunny ass beach. Amazing. Uh. She's she's the goth I always wanted to be when I was in high school. I well, love her like, style. I get where Carolina is coming from. She's sheltered. She believes in her mother. Her mother is the head of a church, which means inherently she should be good. But she like runs up and goes, look, guys, Destiny's fine. And I love that. I love that. Nico's, Nico's like, like, motherfucker, that, it's that looks Photoshop. Yeah. There is no real proof unless I see her there. And I can like hack the video and make sure the timestamp is real. Yeah, especially a photo of just like her from the neck up standing in front of a very overly photographed landmark. Yeah. yeah. If on. it had been her like in a coffee shop in London, like, I don't know, holding a croissant or something, that might have been. Maybe. Holding would... a newspaper with today's date on it. Yeah. <laughs> There's just an edge says, of a gun. Definitely in not picture. hostage. <laughs> Do not send help. Thanks. Anyway, Carolina is adorbs, I guess, but like uh, also, she's, yeah, she doesn't oh get out much. sheltered. Oh my god! I also have okay. We can talk about that for next episode, but um, yeah, she's sheltered. Did the lacrosse fight happen in this episode? Or no, episode four? that was also god. next episode. You know, we could what just happened go... in this episode. Uh, they well, did some research. I won they seven dollars. The they found the raptor. I won seven dollars. All right, they found the velociraptor, oh my and god. Chase noticed that she listened to Gert. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. Gert's like calming herself down and the raptor's like chilling Decide. out. Okay. It's have... a weird looking raptor, dude. Well, it's genetically engineered. Oh, I know. It's, it's not just... like a real raptor. Yeah, it's like... like mostly chicken. I like how it has feathers on the top. Yeah. yeah the x ray it... specs are awesome. I need it when it gets angry to like puff up its feathers like a cat's yeah. back fur. That'd be yeah. cool. Um, I also love that Gert found a lead apron <gasps> where? to wear. Oh, where yeah. did she find a lead apron? Her parents are scientists. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. And like Chase is like, are you kidding? Really? You saw my literal dick. And she's like, hey, man, this is the patriarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Destiny's body washes up on the beach. Fucking. Oh, what's no. The name of Chase's dad. James Marsters cannot get his fucking shit together. Okay, can we just call him Dum Dum? Mr. Dum Dum? Because like, that, that he's works. terrible at hiding bodies. Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. He, yeah, he fucks up consistently. Well, um, I feel... Sorry. We, sorry. As if we move into the beginning of the next episode, he's like, "Yeah, I snatched this girl off the street. I hit her with a crowbar." <laughs> and then when he gets there, she's mysteriously vanished. What? Where did she go? Which makes me wonder if he had actually ever even had her, or if he was, was having a delusion. A delusion. Yeah, because yeah. he's looking rough. Yeah. Oh, he does not look right. Nah. And I think his problem is he is very good at, I'm going to deep dive into this sciencey thing, mm-hmm. like anything actually involving human just, people. Yeah, normal real world stuff. He's like, I, what? By I'm the way, poke it with I the hate fork. you so much for that phrase, human people, because <laughs> I fucking use it all the time. Yeah. People are humans. I need to calm down. Well, I'm just prepping for when the aliens land because they're people, but not human. Yes. What? Don't worry about it. I wasn't going to. Okay. Anyway, so, so uh, James, Mr. Dum Dum, yeah, fucks Mr. Dum Dum, yeah, the pride holds an emergency meeting. He shows up, is like, I've got a solution. Oh crap, my van's empty. 
Um, I love that Papa Wilder turns to Robert and goes, does this look like a guy we can trust to get this done? And yeah. then Matt, he, Dum Dum comes out and he's all sweaty and he looks like he hasn't <laughs> had a hit of coke in a couple of days. He's <laughs> like, I hit a girl with a tire iron. She's right. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, uh, though, I... I mean, we could go with the hallucination theory, but I kind of like the idea that he snatched off the street a girl who he thought was vulnerable and easy to Turns kidnap. And he's just like distracted by his music at a red light and she just rolls out the back oh, and yeah. runs away. Yeah. I like that a lot. Jeez. I could definitely <laughs> see that. Like he forgets to lock the back door or something. Oh <laughs> or there's like the side door of a van yeah. and he just doesn't know because he's never owned a van in yeah, his Yeah, he's life. like, what is also, this? Also, where did he get this technology? van? I want his car that is apparently big enough to hold that like human body. Oh, I know. Thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, they refer to that as the leapfrog. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Yay! Anyway, so I'm sitting here going, who assigns Mr. Dum Dum and Robert, who's never gotten his hands dirty, to go Mm-mm. snatch someone off the street? Like, yeah, I feel you said no Wilder. For Papa that. Wilder, but like. You were in a gang and went to prison. I feel like if anybody's going to be good at finding the right person to steal from the street and make sure that they're tied up and good to go, it's going to be you who has professional experience. Or you send out the two women who know how to get shit done, who could show up, they dress nice, they they drive up in like a nice van, and they say, hey... We've just opened we a new a shelter down kitchen. the street. Come Who would like to van. come with us? Yeah. And they ask for volunteers, and then they drive them away and murder them. Or one of them has a literal magic staff, <laughs> and I bet that sure would help at abducting someone. No, um, instead they, like, they just... Sorry. No, it's fine. We forgot to do the summary for the listeners. Sorry, okay. everyone. So, any, well, I mean, we're still just at the beginning where uh, Dum Dum and Robert go out to find a new bum to, to steal. And Which I then, have comments on that, too. Yeah, they're... They're not great people. Look, you don't drive down Bum Alley in a van, like, cruising, pull over, then try to steal someone. <laughs> a bunch of people just saw you. You gotta find yes, hello. someone and I would on like their one own. homeless person, please. Yeah, you gotta find someone on their own, on a corner where there's not a lot of people, and you pull the soup kitchen line. Mm-hmm. These guys are morons. Or you offer them drugs or something. Yeah, get in the back of my van. I have some really good meth. Like, something. Ooh. I do like meth. Also, they pulled that shit in broad daylight. Yeah, they're not great at this. And I assume it was probably Dum Dum's idea, and Robert is just too passive to say, hey, what are you doing? Good lord, buddy. Grow a pair. Anyway, this episode is about, I don't know, abducting homeless people. Um, the whole B plot with the lacrosse team, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to. And Um, then there was a C plot. Of um, Nico and Alex. Going to the police station to try to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then a D-plot about uh, Leslie telling her husband that he's ready to go Omega, which... While she... having sex with someone. Yeah, what's... We've <laughs> decided what? it's not her father. It's Carolina's real dad. With, and... and something has happened to him. And so that's why she like had sick. to marry the stepdad who has been like mind-controlled. Yeah, because remember they said, like, human. the episode before, that whatever they were going to shoot Molly up with, they used on Dean, and it, like, fucked him up a little. Mm. No, I don't remember that. Oh, well, okay. whatever they were going to use on Molly, they used an older iteration on Dean, like, ten years ago or something, and his brain got all, like, scrambled. Yeah, whatever it is Wait, that... The dad. Carolina's, Carolina's dad. dad. Oh, okay, Step-dad. okay, okay. The ac- is that actor so dad. Yeah, that's why he's oh. so fucking dumb. They messed up his brain. Man, I feel bad for that guy. <laughs> that guy got a bum I mean, it really doesn't help. He's also like an idiot actor from an 80s sitcom. But like. Yeah, but that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so whatever, whatever it is that 
Gert's parents have developed that um, Nico's parents came to the lab to like compliment oh God, them as for. As angel investors. All right. I get mm-hmm. it. You gave me some money. Damn. Yeah. I hate yeah. I love how they, they show up and Gert's mom is immediately like, yeah, they're only here to congratulate us so that they can put the pressure on. Yeah. I like how they're like, we should sell it to pharmaceuticals. And Gert's dad is like, or we give it to people who need it. Like, and then he like named like the CDC and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, they're the parents I have the most reconciliation problem with because like they seem like genuinely good people other than sacrificing a person every year well um they experiment on humans when they're not sacrificing people to carolina it's it's only dean it's fine (laughs) i think no i no they they tested that shit on real humans they talk about how like now that they're finished they won't have to do the human testing anymore I apparently missed a lot of this. Yeah, they, yeah, well, it was, and then it even was a very Gert knows that they like do shit to human people in their uh, basement. Yeah, they uh, had he had a Gert's dad had a very throwaway line when they're standing in line for the taco truck about how this show is written oh, so well and about how oh and I guess we won't have to hurt people anymore Jesus. and she's like oh yeah that's that's great too that's okay. nice too um, I'm gonna walk back my well no no I'm actually I'm problem. actually with you regardless mm-hmm. of all that they are really they're a good couple they're good parents they care about the environment they're just trying to make the world a better place but i think what the disconnect is is that they're so wholly scientific about it that they're able to turn off any kind of empathy or compassion Uh which allows them to blithely order tacos while talking about hurting people via human testing yeah yeah like i'm also having trouble reconciling them as bad guys like um the wilders are very evil like she's like this high-priced lawyer who's probably evil and she like is willing to stab a child with poison mm-hmm. and like even with their own son they're a little overpowering and kind of nefarious and like is- tina is obviously a super evil queen is nefarious your word of the day it's my word of the day <laughs> anyway like they're the she's parents got one of those having- like bathroom word of the day calendars yeah. they're the parents and chase's mom that i'm having the the most trouble figuring out like how the fuck did you get here yeah well I mean, Chase's mom, I feel like, is so beaten down by her husband that I feel like, I mean, she she can't even accept the, like, her affair as a, an avenue to escape. Mm. And so I feel like, she, I, I feel like she's not letting herself be in a place where she could object to that. I actually, I'm starting to think that there's something there that she needs or wants. And so mm-hmm. that's why she's staying. I think she is accepting. I mean, it sucks. She's been beaten down and all that stuff. But I almost have this idea that you don't get into this kind of crowd by being a manipulated, like a manipulatable dum-dum unless like Tina brings you in hmm. as Rob. Okay. So I think like this guy would not oh, have brought, <laughs> would not have brought. Oh, he's not smart enough. Yeah. I think she's the actual brains behind the pride. The and pride she's, side? Yeah. Hmm. She's the one who's actually like cutthroat enough hmm. to be successful in this group because he based on the last two episodes is a giant fucking idiot well that's that's an interesting take because then it would be she is staying in this marriage even though he treats her badly because she wants to take advantage of his ability to contribute to the group's progress yes. in a way that she can interesting. yes and so she's like the brains of their relationship but mm-hmm. she has to do it in a way where he doesn't know yeah, because he's too much of a like he's a alpha male. Alpha male. Yeah. So she has prideful. Like, oh god. Oh god. Nailed it. So she, I think that's the only reason she's there. Hmm. Because, interesting. Like, okay. Tina called I can her dig his it. dumb dumb wife and my dumb dumb husband, but I don't believe that to be true at all. Like when she talks, people listen to her. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think there's something else that she wants or she's good 
that, and we just haven't seen it yet. Hmm. Watching okay. watching this episode, I started to wonder whether or not the show might kill Gert's parents because they're like almost too nice. Because they're they're too good, you know. They they want to take the girls and escape. Mm-hmm. That they've been funneling money away. That they're not they're not good enough. That they want to actually try to not stop these evil. people. That because I feel like if you're if you're like hero level, you're like we're in this and we have to stop them uh-huh. because no, this is bad. Yeah. They're but, like we're in this, but we want out. Yeah, so they're going to try to escape as soon as they can, and and I, I because they've established themselves as being that level of good, it would make it hard for me to believe that the kids wouldn't be able to be in a position where they could talk to them or yeah. trust them. Well, also, um, there's backup for that now because this open this episode opens with Molly's parents' funeral, mm-hmm. and um, Tina's hand was all that was, burned. That was to last shit. episode. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Tina's hand was all burned to shit. Oh yeah! And like, um, who was it that thinks? Uh, oh, Wilder. Wilder, Wilder yeah. thinks and asks Robert, yeah. what the shit did your wife just do to the Hernandezes?" And I'm sitting here going, "Tina's gonna also kill Gert's parents." Oh yeah! That scene when she was in their house threatening them, like, "Oh, you the Hernandezes ranch," because she never really threatened them. But that was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, and that's so interesting, all that money you've just been shuffling away well, I love and that, blah, blah, blah. I love that Tina and Catherine Wilder are the two heavies. And then like, oh, yeah. the next heavy is um, Mama Church Lady. Mm. Mama like, Dean, yeah. Mama Dean. But she's less a heavy and more she's like the motivational force of the group. Mm-hmm. And then like the fourth heavy is Papa Wilder. I just think that's so interesting that like... Women basically lead this clan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when when Nico's mom goes to talk to Gert's parents and she's in there and she doesn't have to, like, get up in their personal no, space. she's just she's chilling just on that like, couch. Yeah, let me tell you what I know. <laughs> and I'm going to say it to you in a way that feels friendly, but, but is not. not. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's like, your definition of somebody who knows how to wield real power, mm-hmm. that they don't have to yell, that they don't have to be, they don't have to actually threaten you with violence. Mm-mm. They're just like, I know. And now I'm going to let you know that I know, and then I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm liking the, the parent stuff more and more. Like, mm-hmm. I was kind of like the second episode when it was all told from the parent side. I was kind of bummed out. I was like, I don't know what these people, they're bad guys. But, yeah. like, they're so layered and interesting mm-hmm. now. Yeah, my, my only worry is this is going to end up like season one of Preacher, where we just hang I out want the forever. road trip, yeah. Yeah. and I want them to run away. And I'm just like, you know, you're you're four episodes in now. Let's well, go. I think that I think if Beatrice is right and they kill Gert's parents, I think that's going to be the catalyst mm-hmm. is everybody else kills Gert's parents and the kids somehow find out or are there. And mm-hmm. then that's when they flee because yeah. they're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, well, I think it's coming to a head one way or another yeah. for sure. Yeah, because now now that they found um, Destiny's body and mm-hmm. they're, they're, there's there's no more denying well, they it. found all the, the other 15 runaways. Yeah. And have been killed. Yeah, so they were able to tell Carolina definitively, your mom selected these kids to die. Yeah. Because they were, you know, they were the less dead. There are people who would well, not be missed. I liked when Nico and Alex were, like, talking about it, and they realized it's because nobody will miss them. Mm-hmm. And that's such a running theme in all, like, crime shows and procedurals, that when someone actually says out loud, like, when Papa Wilder was like, oh, because they don't matter, mm-hmm. when they were talking about who to, like, take or whatever, mm-hmm. I always like when a crime show points out... These people don't matter because no one will miss them, but we should still care about them. Yeah. I always like that. One of my favorite lines from Criminal Intent is like, 
this team wanders around protecting the women of the night and the women who work the streets because nobody else gives a shit when someone kills a prostitute. Mm -hmm. And so it's always nice when somebody on the show mentions, yeah, no one might miss them, but they should still matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, on on true crime shows that I listen to, they talk about people who are the less dead, you know, because like you have somebody like uh, like JonBenet Ramsey, who is I knew you were going to go, who is like the the most the dead, most notable of the because dead. she's a child, she's white, she's blonde, she's pretty, her family is rich, she's going to be the most dead person who ever was. But then you have like um, it was within that same month in yeah. in like less than 20 miles from where she was murdered a little black girl also went missing nobody, nobody even knows who she is yeah i'm sure nobody even knows about her the only thing like the less dead definitely sounds like a billy crystal from princess bride thing <laughs> <laughs> oh mostly dead yeah <laughs> so um, we have a we should talk about the the b-side and chase and a uh, carolina and i want to talk about the raptor first no that's Fine. at the end that's the okay. you have to wait <laughs> I have to say that um, Monica and I were talking about it while we were watching this episode, and I'm like, oh, why wouldn't Chase just tell her? But she- I said, yeah, it's to protect her because like no girl wants to know that a thing happened to them while they were not present. Mm-hmm. And if she just never finds out, then she lives in this awesome bubble of like, this is not a thing that has ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's what Chase is literally standing in front of that memory for yeah. her. Which I think is actually really thoughtful. Chase is like... Yeah. The... He's actually like a really good oh, dude. Oh, yeah. No, like he tries mm-hmm. so hard to be shitty, but he's not. It, yeah, he's not. it doesn't work. It's, it, he's not. Like when he like went over to Carolina's house to like talk to her about what had happened and then He's like, can I talk to you alone? And Greg's like, all right, I guess I'll go. And then he's like, okay, bye, and like shuts the door yeah. off us. That seemed like a dick move, but he was like laughing and smiling and grinning at her. And I just felt like it was more of like a friendly kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm For a boy who comes from a dad like that, I think he's a really good person. Oh, yeah. Well, and when he's just like, no, fuck you. What you did was terrible. That was amazing. I'm not going to say I'm sorry when, for yeah. punching when you the, in your stupid face. The whole lacrosse team comes at him in front of everyone is like, just say you're sorry and everything's fine. Lacrosse is more important. And he's instead, like, fuck was like, you guys. Oh, whoops, I missed a couple ribs. That was her Ugh. favorite line. <laughs> you, I broke a rib over that bitch. He's like, good thing you got 23 more. And then he punched <laughs> oh, yeah, him in the ribs right. again. That was so perfect. No, he needed yeah, him. He, just, like, him in the he grabbed right into the him leg. by the head and kneed him in the ribs. <laughs> And then I like how he's on the lacrosse bus and the coach is like, this is what matters. Put all your other shit down. And he like his whole face is like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be mm-hmm. here. And I just love because at that age, peer pressure is really intense, oh, especially yeah. when you're on a like a, a sports team because nothing matters more yeah. than whatever. And sport especially you're when it's an important sport like lacrosse. Get out. I fucking lacrosse is shit. the number one sport in America. Obviously, <laughs> I'm gonna flip this whole house. The number one sport brought to you by salmon polo shirts. <laughs> So anyway, I love that the very next time we see him, he is not on the bus and he is not on the yeah, team. Yeah, he's like, I quit the Because he's like, Fuck I it. cannot be around people who would make decisions like that. Well, and yeah. I choose not to be around people who make decisions like that. Yeah, and to, to remain on the team with the... Would would say that you agree at least or you condone you condone this behavior yeah and you say well it, it doesn't matter and that you're you're oh they didn't yeah. manage to do it this time they probably won't no, no they will fucking do it again and now you know that they will do it again and if you don't do anything about it you are complicit mm-hmm. yeah you're a collaborator at that point so I liked that he quit 
Yeah. That made me really happy. I actually really like that he told her, when she had like a vague idea of what happened, oh my God, when that girl comes at Man, her with her like internal girl. misogyny right? bullshit, well, she's a 17 year old Oh, girl. sure. She doesn't, she doesn't know any better. I would smack yeah. her in the face and make sure she knew yeah. better. Um, but then when she turns to Gert and goes, no, I would know, right? And Gert's like, yeah. Yeah, sure. And like, baby girl, baby girl, no. No. You wouldn't know. <laughs> That's what makes That's it what so makes awful. That's what makes it so yeah. gross. And why they get away with it is because you don't know. You weren't there. You don't notice. But then on the plus side, she's like, hey, I do remember Pretty Lights. Let's try this again. And I was really worried she wasn't going to light up. I know, me too. I was like, this isn't going to work. He's going to laugh. Yeah, but no, disco show. And it was awesome. It was pretty great. I like that he he was just kind of like, all right, let's do this. And then I like that he wasn't scared. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like, oh, God, turn it off. You're a freak. I said he was kind of scared. Well, no, but I like that part, that he didn't react negatively. Oh, yeah. This is great, but I'm terrified. But also, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I don't know. That's just really good friendship stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a a difference in in hesitation about something new and being out the window. Oh, yeah. Or like being afraid of someone. Like this thing makes me afraid of you. Yeah. Rather than being like, oh, can I can I touch you? Is that okay? My first thing would be like, I want to do this. <laughs> do you think I'll make it? Will I die if I do this? <laughs> I, I really liked the the CGI on her. I thought it was it was really she cool. She looked great. I liked how she it looked like a traveling map of stars. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Yeah. Um. I also, <laughs> it's awkward because like I've read further in the books and like Carolina mentioned this in the very first. Um, episode where there's stuff going on with me you don't even know she likes girls and so like chase is like trying to make moves and like he reached up and like pet her face and i was like oh buddy you are barking up the wrong you're tree in for here, a rude but... awakening <laughs> well, she is not for you <laughs> well, because carolina's so sheltered i have to wonder does she know that he's no. trying to like start something I think no. she has no idea that Aww. he's like flirting and trying to like be something to her she's like i think she's like oh he's just really nice mm-hmm. we need to gently guide you in another direction <laughs> that direction Pretty has ladies. purple hair and yeah. a fucking velociraptor <laughs> can we talk about the velociraptor no no we have to talk about chase's dad i'm gonna beat you to death and the one time he wasn't completely the okay, worst so this is what i was gonna mention earlier is that these people are bad people they do bad things but they're good parents mm-hmm. i mean this guy is the well, no, this guy's a them. terrible parent he's terrible but in the moment when it looks like chase has something that they can actually speak about yeah i like that he tunes in he doesn't tune in for his son he tunes in for the science yeah he's a good scientist but that's still it's a good moment for chase even it's like I, I think he tuned in for chase specifically also because i got the feeling like it was probably one of the first times where he's like oh man you know my son is interested in and you yeah it would be the same thing if like you know you had a a crazy good football player whose son is really into like orchestra pie baking and then yeah and pie baking <laughs> i see you and then like mm. goes and talks to his dad about baseball or something and like chase's dad was just like oh my gosh this is awesome tell me everything that you were going through yeah. with this well i really the whole scene was interesting for me just because like earlier they said you know in the first or second episode, his mom was like, he hasn't put hands on you in a while. And we were like, that's because he's humongous and uh-huh. he plays a sport so could beat his scientist ass. Um, but I like that the dad walks in and Chase, even though he is physically bigger than James Marster, still kind of shrinks away. But he's still mad and he still uses words in a negative way. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, please, dad, don't. I'm like in the middle. And his dad throws it on the ground. He's like, God damn it. I fucking knew you would do this or something. Yeah. And I was just really proud that he doesn't seem to care. Like, he's physically the the muscle memory is there to be afraid 
but his brain knows enough to well, not Well, he's be. in that like weird teenager yeah. transition of, hey, I don't have to put up with my shitty parent, mm-hmm. but I have so many years of conditioning yeah. that I still kind of do. Right. It was just really interesting to me. Oh, you yeah. You see him being like, no, I will kill you. Don't put hands on me. But also like, oh, God, my dad is here and he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was an interesting. But his scene. little face when he was like, "Tell me, tell me what you wanted to do. Tell me what it's supposed to do. What is its name? What is the science?" I just Chase's little face. Yeah, and like, what is your perfect idea in your head? Yeah, before because you haven't been transition. able to do it. Yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm excited because now we'll get an episode of maybe them working together to build them, and they'll be awesome, and then they'll run away. Yeah, fisticons. I can't and, uh, believe he told his father with a straight face that is what they are called. <laughs> yeah, I was like, name them gauntlets or something. Like no. no. Fisticons. It's Fistagon, but whatever. I thought it was Fisticon. What would the con be? I don't know. What would the... Never mind. I just, <laughs> I just realized. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the raptor. <gasps> Raptor's here. I like how the raptor was just like hanging out in the house this whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? He was just chilling. I'm here for the party. In like the attic, mm-hmm. maybe? And then um, I just really like... Gert figures it out pretty quick. And then Gert immediately falls in love. Oh, yeah. Immediately is like, I have a pet raptor and she's gorgeous. Like well, no, the, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And then she later finds out it's a she, and she's like, it's a girl. When she turns to Molly, she goes, it's a girl. Molly is a little less impressed. Less impressed. Because yeah. it I like tried to eat her. Molly, Molly's like, she doesn't, the, it doesn't listen to me, but it listens to her. Like, such a little And like, their parents are like, sister. oh, that's interesting. We I know they're like, that. science kicks Fucking in. Nerds. I just really enjoyed how distracted Gert was. Like, they're telling them real information, <laughs> and Gert just can't stop looking at her pet velociraptor. Like, the only thing I, I have one complaint with this entire scene, and it's when the parents come back in and say, "Oh, I guess we found the the raptor." I really wish they had said, "I guess we found the hamster," because they were telling him that it was an escape. T- it would have oh, made it a hundred percent perfect. You're right, and it was hedgehog. Hedgehog. Yeah, I take terrible notes. Apparently, you do. Yeah, you know. But you're right. That would have been a lot better. Would have been better. It would have been a better show. Note. Call me. Anyway, I'm actually really stoked. This show is pretty good. Oh yeah, I like. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I had low expectations of, because we did Inhumans because of Inhumans. Yeah, and like no joke, I love Shield, but the first season of Shield wasn't great. Mm-mm. It was like Shield's all only had two seasons, oh, just right. four and five. <laughs> and that's it. I just really liked that we both like Shield season one. The writing was okay, but it was kind of boring. But all the special effects were awesome. Like that's where they sunk their money. Mm-hmm. And I like that it, on this show we get good writing. And pretty awesome special effects because mm-hmm. everything's looked really good so far. Yeah, well, yeah, they haven't had to do anything too super intense. I feel like Car- Carolina's powers. Well, the raptor the, looked pretty awesome. The raptor, yeah. These few ep- these these two episodes were more CGI heavy. Well, and like the little case that opens and stuff, like it looked pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, Carolina's Carolina's mom totally bone that dude who looks gross. Yes. Yeah, with her their crotches glowy were vagina. Like growing. Yeah, glowing. That was weird. That was growing weird. just too giant. <laughs> uh, just encompasses him. Uh, like that chick from American Gods. Oh yeah, that was great. Look, they die happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and Nico and Alex tried to go to the police, but it then did not work out. uh, Nico and Chase's dads are there along with random dude that we saw in the video we never talked about amy oh yeah she did she apparently committed suicide well so i didn't know that's how that happened yeah no that was really fucked up and um i'm kind of with nico that she did not do that to herself it's it's tough because i mean if she if she kept that diary and it was a true representation of where she was at then that makes perfect sense but i don't know 
sometimes Maybe suicide she... does come out of left field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, it could, or it could be that her diary was her lying even to herself Mm -hmm. or maybe she knew their mom would read it Mm because tina's an alpha and would just go through their shit and so she's trying to hide it even more or the hernandez's killed her and then tina killed them in retribution why would the hernandez man i don't know we don't know anything about them my secret theory is that they tried to bring amy into the fold like amy hit 18 mm-hmm. and they're like hey we're gonna tell you what we do because we want you to take and she's up. like i just can't and she's like this. i am fucking out oh okay i could see that oh so, yeah the only thing for me is that if she and nico were actually really close wouldn't she have tried to like take nico and run it depends on what kind of a person you are that's, she that's may true. not have been that strong a person mm-hmm. you know she may be more like robert and less like tina whereas i think nico's like tina and she just won't admit it Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for all we know, Amy just went, this is too heavy. Fuck There's it, nothing I can do. I can't even be involved in this. It's too awful. I'm out. And like, yeah, she may have had a selfish streak we don't know about. Well, I also had a theory when Nico's looking at Amy's diary and she ha- has that snowflake in her hand. It's the same size as the page, and it has those very specific cutouts. I wonder if there's a code in there. Ooh, that'd be interesting. And you just have to hold the snowflake over the pages that it'll tell you the code. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be hella cool. I put that at like a 15%. (laughs) Probably. That would be cool. Anyway, the show is so good. Yeah, I'm liking it. Mm -hmm. I I think all the kids are doing really well. Mm -hmm. I think they're, they're managing to be their own thing while reminding me frequently of the comics yep. versions of themselves mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. and uh oh and alex got kidnapped and we're back and here to talk about punisher Frank. episodes three My and love. four episode three title kandahar i wonder what that could be about ice skating he goes to milwaukee oh, man ice skating is coming to sap center soon i, I know, go we see should it. go it's gonna be great oh like a sh- like an ice skating show or skating no, like, yourself? like for the olympics yeah uh oh. the free, qualifier free thingies stuff. cool it, it's free right i think no. No, you have to like get tickets. 20 bucks. But yeah, it's a negligible amount. We should go because, number one, up top, buddy, you're on ice. Woo! And number two, up top for me, check, please. <laughs> oh, I read some of that. It was I have the it. first full one. Do you want it? I can it. Oh, like in physical? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would like that. Yeah! It was very cute. I liked it. You know, I think so I had good. caught up with it when, when I started reading it. And I have the problem, unless I add it to my RSS feed, like, yeah, you just forget I, I catch mm-hmm. up and I'm done. Yep. Okay, so we have a uh, Kandahar, where um, cat man, fuck you, it's not Lieberman, it's Micro Castle. Frank's interrogating Micro, and man, that sucks. For uh, Micro, <laughs> immediately I'm like, why is he naked, Frank? It's because it makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, I ma- love how like chill Frank is about this like naked dude in a chair. He doesn't give a shit, and Micro's the one who's like, can I have some pants? I I assume that was less like naked and in front of another dude uncomfortable and more just like his dick's cold. It's probably a little bit of both. He's trapped to a metal like, chair in yeah. a basement. Like, no joke, being naked is really awful, especially in front of other people because it's just really vulnerable mm-hmm. in that situation. What? No, then you gotta shake your wiener at him. Well, you're just Be a like, higher form than I'm here for the helicopter other dick. people. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. See, obviously, Micro should have just gotten hard because that would have weirded Frank out. <laughs> and just while maintaining eye contact. Just... I don't know, man. Frank lived in a bunch of tents with a bunch of yeah, dudes. Oh, yeah, you're not I feel like it takes a, a lot to shake him. in front of him is not going to make him feel no, weird. Definitely hearing Evan talk about uh, life in the military, it's a lot of just dudes showing their balls to each other. <laughs> I mean, and they're like, hey, does this look like brains? Whoop. And you have it like squeezed out between your hands. And then with Micro, you know, 
getting shot and betrayed by something that he believed in and almost drowning and dying mm-hmm. is what flipped it for him. And I'm just going to fuck with these people until they catch me. Yeah. So, yeah, we see. Yeah, we do see more of Vicro's backstory where he gets he's a CIA analyst. He gets this. NSA disc. Analyst. Was it CIA? CIA? I think it's CIA. I, th- I think it's CIA. He's an remember. analyst for the government. They're all the same. Yeah. Well, no, uh, NSA's internal. CIA is external. Huh. Duh. All right. I mean, they're uh, supposed to be different, but I feel like the mu- the waters have true. gotten very muddy yeah. recently. What? Um, no. So he gets a disc showing what we later find out, or maybe find out before, is Frank's unit mm-hmm. interrogating this dude and eventually killing him. Yeah. Um, and so he runs it up to his superiors against the better judgment of his wife, who's like, hey, this may not be the best plan, but you know, you do you and I'll support you. Uh, and then the government comes after him. Well, he doesn't run it up to his superiors. He releases it. He sends it. He sent it to uh, Agent Mandani. Agent Mandani. She's not his superior. Oh, that's right. She's Homeland Security. That's right. She's Homeland Security. So what happened was, this is what I think happened. He got the thing. He told his superiors about it, and they went, that's what we do now. And he went, this is really fucked up. That dude was innocent and he's a cop and we betrayed him mm-hmm. and no one was going to do anything. And so that's when he decided to send it to somebody okay. who he thought would that, give a shit. That makes his wife's reaction make a lot more sense too, yeah. because I was like, no, but he's just doing his job. Like, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Though really, how hard would it have been to like do that at a coffee shop he didn't where they can't trace your IP? Fucking Wi-Fi. I, I feel like he was very naive previously. Yeah. And he's a bit more of a, a little par- paranoid now. Yeah. <laughs> Because we also find out he, he has installed his place with what he initially says is a shitload of explosives, and he has to check in with a password and a retinal scan every X amount of time. I think it was three. Oh, okay. Which would make sleep real annoying. Yes. But hey, whatever. It reminded me of what's-his-face on Inhumans, who's like, I have to put my palm print on the throne oh, yeah. every six hours. Man, that guy sucks. Or the whole place will blow up. Oh. Is that real? Yeah. 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 Uh, Black Bull? No, Maximus. No, Maximus. Oh, that's right. You weren't here. seized power. Oh, to protect himself. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't mention it until the last episode, and I'm like, how do we, how do we get this far and not notice you having to put your hand on mm-hmm. the thing? But whatever. It would have been cool if, like, on rewatch, just every now and again, while you he's sitting on his throne, like, he's it. just all boop. <laughs> but no, that shows actual Terrible. garbage, so they wouldn't bother with that. <laughs> um. So then, on like the third or fourth time, he's putting the password in. He's got his a sweet little pencil that he's been using the whole time to type the first couple letters Which of the password. I thought was super weird. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I was like, with a pencil, but I get it now. Yeah. Well, and also he was using it for like the very first one to bridge a couple keys because I think Frank was leaving one hand tied down. Mm-hmm. So he was hitting like shift plus another key pretty far out. So he was cranking the pencil across for that. I don't no. know. That's what it looked like to me. Whatever. I don't, I don't, it, he, he, you can go shift like he also, did it. Frank it broke his thumb, so he couldn't do it, obviously. What? When what? did Frank break his thumb? That didn't happen. No, he had to use the pencil. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, the pencil apparently doubles as a hypodermic needle yeah, he's with nice. some sort Boop. of fast-acting knockout drug. Yeah, so Though, Frank falls asleep. If I was micro and I've spent nine hours in this chair trying to convince this stubborn idiot that I just want to be friends and he's not fucking listening, I think I would have stabbed him too. Yes. Yeah. I also enjoy, he's pretty smart. He stabs him, but then he just puts him on a bed and puts his gun right there on his chest. Mm-hmm. So when he wakes up, he knows like he's safe and he has the ability to, you know, Micro's mm-hmm. not dumb, but I like that he wakes up and Micro's in like, like a fucking like, like bathroom. Like lounge. Like lounge clothes, yeah. robe. <laughs> drinking tea. Yeah. And he keeps telling Frank, don't stand up. And of course, Frank doesn't listen. Oh. 
and he has to keep like hugging the file cabinet to stay upright. Yeah. I also love I love the moment when he brings the chair over and he goes, "Don't be prideful." And like Frank sits and you can tell he hates oh, it. Oh, that was my <laughs> favorite part of this it. episode. He's just so grouchy so having to be mad. wheeled around in an office chair. Oh He's like, God. "I hate everything about this. Everything, everything is, is terrible." This. <sighs> it's terrible. And at the end they come to an agreement that he will work with Micro and they can be a team, but everyone has to die. Mhm. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like you enter into an agreement with the Punisher. You, you should know. see that coming. Yeah. It sucks. You could kind of see Frank realizing that, you know, he's there to be a good soldier and he's there to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, when the preacher is talking to him about, you know, this doesn't feel right. And he did his job as leader of the team and saying, these are our orders. Do your job. But you could tell that it started to make him wonder what the fuck they were doing out here. Mm-hmm. I like and so uh, the mission goes terribly sideways. Which is what Frank called. Frank was like, yeah. this is a trap. We're all going to die. Yeah. Except Frank beasted out. My question in that scene, though, is that guy is like, he's being so fucking good. That like CIA dickbag or whoever he was. Mm-hmm. And Frank's like, in my experience, this is what's going to happen. And Billy, the tall hottie, goes, I trust Frank, who has a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And the Frank's boss is even like, I think this might be the right way to do it. And then the CIA goes, I trust information more than this, like, lapdog war guy. I'm like, why do you have him here if you're not going to listen when he talks? He's, Frank's just dumb. there is the muscle, unfortunately. Because that guy's dumb. He doesn't yeah. know how to listen to the people in his employ. I mean, obviously, if you're a good leader, you, you would take listen. take information. Yeah, to the experience of people who have been there and done that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that guy is terrible at do his a job. Little fucking recon, man. Yep. So then Frank has to kill a whole bunch oh of people. My yeah. So oh my just god. Like by himself. And I have to say that I liked that based on the the directorial choices and um the act like the acting choices and the music during this scene that we're not supposed to think this is cool and awesome. Mm-hmm. Like we are supposed to realize that this is terrible and fucked up. Yeah, we are not supposed to enjoy it. That's we were talking about this a little bit on Slack, but I like this show a lot because and my favorite versions of Punisher comics do the same thing where they do not glorify what Frank does. They don't glorify where he comes from. They say, this is what he has to do, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I do like that they've kept that theme in here that, you know, what Frank does happens, but like you probably shouldn't be thinking it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And then they get back. Frank punches uh, Agent oh my God, Orange in the face. That scene was so frustrating because they're all just bleeding. Frank is puking up blood. Half their team is dead, and he's like, did you get the target? Yeah. Like, he's I'm not like, even checking in. He doesn't even care. He's not showing any like hesitation. You can wait until they're all like vaguely recovered. Yeah. He deserved that punch. Yeah, which apparently blinded him in that eye. Nice. To Wikipedia. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I well. told her, I was like, I hope he loses that thumb. Yeah, well, his eye looked fucked up afterward. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frank scared the shit out of him when when we saw him after and he's like bleeding. He's like, don't touch me. Like, he was really scared. I was like, good. I hope you shit yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we go into episode four. Where, well, uh, I, I wanted to say that I uh, really I really liked seeing the friendship between Frank and, and Billy. And Billy, I didn't even know they knew each other. Um, They had like a really nice, easy camaraderie. And, mm-hmm. I, um, and I, I really liked that during that scene in, that, the, bunks? in the bunks, Billy's reading what looks to be... It was- the picture, the picture of Dorian, Dorian Gray, Gray. <laughs> which is like such a great book to be reading. Well, because he was in that movie, wasn't he? Wasn't he Dorian Gray? No. Oh, what? No, I don't think so. I think it was that guy with the dumb face. You got to be more specific. I can't. <laughs> he was in the vampire movie with Aaliyah before she died. Tom Cruise? No. Oh, um. Wait, no, yeah, I know what you mean. What? I was thinking of an interview with the vampire. Yes, you were. 
Aaliyah was not in that. Oh, man. Look at Ben Barnes as Dorian Gray. Oh, shit. In what movie? Dorian Gray. Yeah, oh that's why that was All funny. Right, my bad. <laughs> okay, that is. God, this show is really good at that stuff. I know things. Nice. It's I, like I'm when Legends Tyrion. is like <laughs> making vampire jokes, and uh, Mitch was in Blade. Anyway, nice. Uh, and then he, Mick, he makes not Mitch. What did I say? Mitch. Mitch. I've heard it both ways. I no, you haven't. <laughs> um, no, but that whole scene is really great when they're talking, and like he quotes that that poem. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you, you've read a poem? I didn't know you could read. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the, the Southern dude also that showed up and fucked that up. That was so <laughs> funny because I was legitimately getting really uncomfortable. Yeah, and like, Frank's face was just like, oh, man. Gun. And then he laughs. <laughs> Your face. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it was interesting to me that... um. That guy was like, hey, Frank, I'm glad I'm on your team. I've heard of you as a leader, and it's all been good. So, you know, I look forward to working with you. And Frank goes, yeah, um, I've heard you're a pretty good preacher. And so it's interesting to me. No, I heard breacher. That's what I heard, too. Yeah. Breacher. He's the explosives guy. I was like, does every team just naturally have... Because in the movies, there's always that one guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is that like a thing in the military? (laughs) Preacher makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everyone. I'm in it. <laughs> I no, wondered I, why you're referring to him as the preacher. I thought it was because you talked about Jesus. I mean, it's because I watch a lot of movies and every team has a preacher. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so episode four. Uh, we open up with Turk showing up in every Netflix show. Oh, and my I God. Love that. Ever. Turk. Yeah. He and Claire are just crossing everybody. Yeah. So we have uh, Frank trying to Sorry. get a load of weapons so he can start. The, the murdering. And he only gets that pink Yeah, rifle. and it turns out Turk's just running a, a high-priced pink gun for some warlord's daughter. Uh, I liked his joke about how maybe the Greeks thought he was also Greek because his name is Turk. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. And I really liked also that we see Frank still is very much in control of himself because, you know, yeah. like, Turk is not a good dude. But, but he's not... He's not- bad enough to cross the line for Frank. Yeah, he's just like, like yeah, whatever. He's a I'm gun out. runner who sells guns to people who get guns anyway. Yeah. He has, like, it's a tough line mm-hmm. because those guns eventually kill people, but Frank has no knowledge that a gun Turk has sold has killed an innocent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously Turk has some fucking questionable morality here because he's like, oh, I just sell the guns. I don't control what people do with them. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I feel like you're at least a little bit responsible for a murder that you facilitated here but you know but yeah that's not frank's that's purview. not his mo mm-hmm. and it was yeah. a good moment where you know it shows frank just doesn't kill everyone yeah and so uh we we find out that uh turk shipment already went to this greek gang um which i think shows up again well no it it got grabbed it was for the greeks it got bought by somebody it was bought by homeland security oh, oh. that's i was wondering how they okay yeah i i thought that the homeland security was on their way to the buy yeah, I thought they were going to go buy the guns. Well, no, because from Homeland Security was in charge of the gun van. They were the follow car that they had to get rid of first. So I think the mm. Greeks were buying the guns from what they thought were gun runners, oh, but it was actually right. DHS. Yes, uh, okay, right. Yeah. So DHS bought the guns mm-hmm. at, undercover and then kept them in that van, and then we're going to sell them to. The, it was like entrapment. Yes, because they wanted to do it on land. On land, because otherwise it just, you know, you get the boat and it's just a bunch of Greek dudes who don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to get some actual criminals. But of course, that's risky because you take them off the boat, you have the possibility that the operation might get botched, which happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least we know the audience that the guns are going into Frank's hands which and not fine. into like criminals. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, 
watching Frank interact with um, Micro's kids is so fun because he's so good with children. Oh yeah, and like like if you had a a, a worse understanding of who Frank is as a character, mm-hmm. when that little twelve year old like body shot him when he walked by because he's being a little dick because his dad is dead. Mm-hmm. I think another writer, another person would have had Frank start something or like say something mean because Frank's a man's man and blah. But mm-hmm. Frank's like, nah, I get it. 12 year olds are pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I personally always have issue with older men, like referring to younger children, younger girls who are not in their family as like with like pet names. Well, he called but, her a sweetheart and I thought that was just sweet. But I had zero problem yeah. with that when she says something and he's like, oh, good job, sweetheart. But he says it in such a natural like off the cuff way. As he's not even looking at her, mm-hmm. that it just it just felt really nice mm-hmm. and like he just just cared about her. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like he had a daughter, he had a son, and so he kind of understands how to yeah. talk to them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just like how he dives in with the little girl and he doesn't take it over. He helps her. Yeah, he's like, it. oh, this looks like a two person job, right? And so I like that. That too. whole scene was so sad because you've yeah. got him without his kids mm-hmm. helping. You know, basically someone his daughter's age. The mom just feeling so out of control because her life's kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the kids don't have a dad. And Micro watching all of it, not just able to not interact able to with it. And it's like, yeah. it sucks for everyone involved. Yeah, that involved. whole scene was rough. But like, in that really good emotional cathartic yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just like the little moments of Frank being a good man and a good dad. I also liked when uh, uh, Micro's wife called called um called frank and micro's like why why is she calling you what, what's going on and i also also really like that frank just tossed him the phone and was like hey you know you can listen to the voicemail yeah well, i'm not frank's trying to not here for that kind of shit yeah also like i could see again different writer or whatever this going in a weird place where like frank and the wife hook up mm-hmm. but frank's not here for that frank doesn't frank's not that He's basically asexual at this point. Yeah, I feel like he's at this in point, love with his wife, and his wife is dead, and yeah. he's not interested. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I, I honestly don't feel that he's not even that he's not looking, but I feel like he would not be receptive to he's that. He's not interested mm-hmm. yeah. in that kind of stuff. You know, I don't even think as like an, a human itch or a human need. I think mm-hmm. he would just take care of it himself in a really fast and clinical way. And like, just not be here for that because he's he's got he has such a tight lock on all of his emotions and his basic human needs that I I honestly feel like he would just eat cold rations and sleep two hours a night. Well, he literally and- he opened oh, a can <laughs> with a knife, wiped it on micro sweaty body, and then ate food with the same knife. That and I was, was like, awesome, Franklin Castle. That- you are gonna <laughs> die. I feel like if I tried to open a can with a knife, I would stab myself no, in the he hand. Just yes, it, and you then would. he like cut the yeah. whole lid off, and I was like, "How are you?" Gonna yeah, no, that that would be my hand on the floor. Not the <laughs> well, also Frank, he's so against being happy or mm-hmm. anything feeling good that. An orgasm is just unacceptable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the human body, legitimately, scientifically, it is a hu- like water or air mm-hmm. breathing. Like, it's part of being human. So I feel like he's just clinically jerking it in under two minutes in the shower. Well, also because it's, it's such an... Um... Gross. <laughs> well, it, I would watch it. It's such a, a, a lack of control. There's an aspect of vulnerability there as well that yeah. I feel like he would be so not into. Mm-hmm. He, like, Even alone. He fucks himself. <laughs> Oh, Frank. That's my fetish, actually. <laughs> Come on! No! You have to pick, like, a set number. You could have I do not. five or fewer. Nope, my fetish is fetishes. It's just all right, fetishes all on. the way down. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, and so, yeah, really? Oh, well, and we have the whole B-side with... Uh, Madani. 
Okay, so we oh. have the whole seaside <laughs> with um that that army vet uh Wilson. I think that's the B side, and Madani is the C side. Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 God, oh that kid, God, that dude, kid is breaking uh, my heart. He dug that hole and then moved into it, and I was like, "This is yeah." Not good. And I, I mean, I feel so bad for him, and I feel so bad for his dad. Yeah, and dude, his dad is so maybe good, the best person best ever. ever. Like, if I got shot at, I would take a couple more moments before just being like. I don't no, know, okay, man. probably not. Probably but. not. If you're a good dad, you don't give a shit. You're just worried that your son woke up and his first instinct was to shoot a gun. Yeah. That's not that's not great. I, so yeah. His dad, such a good dad. Also, and that I, dude probably shouldn't sleep with a gun next to him. No! Don't I mean, do that. A toy gun, maybe. It's like yes. a nerf gun. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. And then every morning his dad walks in and just ends up with it stuck to his forehead. <laughs> he just starts wearing like a nerf style body armor, so it just like sticks to him like yeah. Velcro. See, then anyway, it's funny. And, and I, Curtis I, knows. Curtis knows this guy is fucked up. Well, and I like that the dad reached out to Curtis. Yes. That the, that the dad is like, I don't know how to handle this. And he's not talking to me mm-hmm. because he almost shot me. And so now he thinks, I don't know. I hate yeah, him. Yeah, he he's in danger. Bad. Yeah. God. And then it took, he dug that fucking foxhole. Dude. Good God. Ugh. Curtis is so good at this, though, because yeah. like he walks in and he's like, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. And the kid's all, I thought you weren't going to do that. I said I wasn't interested. He's like, no, no, you're going to drown, dumbass. Like... I just like the way Curtis can get around whatever it is they think they don't yeah. want and then eventually get there. And that's a skill not a lot of people have. It's just nice. Yeah. And then uh, so Wilson goes and signs up at Anvil, which, um, man, I like. What a good speech. Yeah. I really like Russo. And I really feel like he's going to end up a bad guy by the end oh, of yeah, this. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like Billy is not going to be And a good that guy. makes me so sad because I like him so much right now. Yeah. yeah. He seems also, like. he's Jigsaw. Yeah. Who is a villain. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'm enjoying him, and he seems like such a good dude. I do. I'm going to skip all the way to the end, but I do, like, Curtis comes to him and goes, legitimately, this kid is not someone you want out in the field. He's not there. He's not going to make it. He's going to freak out, and someone's going to die. Like, I like the idea of him staying on in a training capacity, you know? Like, he mm-hmm. assumed janitor, but he's a good fighter. We could use you to train. Anyway, I like that Billy went... That sucks because he's very, very good and he would be an asset for me. But I'm going to trust you, Curtis. Yeah, I trust your opinion on and this. And I'm not going to take him. And that tells me that as a business owner and an ex-Marine and someone who runs what is probably a shady operation, he cares about the people he's hiring mm-hmm. and he wants them to make it through, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that goes a-, a long way about establishing your cred as a good person, that you you don't see these people just as tools to mm-hmm. be wielded or as disposable cannon fodder, but as people who need what you can offer them. Yeah. Well, and he handled Wilson really well, too, when he kind of lost it a little. Mm-hmm. You know, he stayed calm and he stayed even, and then the second Wilson, like, went too far is when he was like, all right, we're done here. Yeah. I don't have to listen to this shit. I did my part. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, which sucks for everybody involved. That kid just needs that kid needs help. Ugh, that poor kid. Yeah, it's making me think there was a run in Punisher, like right after the first volume when he came back. Like, Welcome Back Frank happened, and then like the second volume was about these um, vigilante copycats, and there were five of them, and they were basically just sociopaths who wanted an excuse to kill people, Mm -hmm. and they were doing it in the name of the Punisher. Oh, do you think he's going to end up? I think he's going to be one of like they're instead of making five, it's just going to be him doing it, but he's not going to do it right. Right. Mm -hmm. He's not going to do it the way. Well, he's not going to do it correctly because he's not in a good place, Um, and Frank's going to have to go in and take care of him, which is what he had to do with the other five. One of them was like a racist. He lived in a, a rich community, and he just like 
killed people of color. I remember. Yeah. That's and then awful. another one was just like a preacher who just killed people who had sins. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even like, like if the first couple were bad, but then it was like this lady just swore a lot. Yeah. It was. Yeah. They, they, they were shitty. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, and then, so then we, we get to the, the big climactic fight scene at the end. Yeah. The car chase. Car jousting. I love that. Um, Madani, they're running this op, and it actually is a pretty good plan. And then Micro plays it. What song was it? Oh, God, some weird 80s song. Yes, that was great. I also enjoy how pissed Frank was that Micro hit her. Because she's a cop. Frank doesn't kill cops. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm raw, getting my hands dirty. Oh, you fucked it up already. (laughs) This is why Micro doesn't get his hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah, leave him in the base. Yeah. But then he, he takes, he picks her up, and he, like, fireman carries her. Uh, across the street and away from the car. That yeah, away from the car. Yeah, I do like she asks about Wolf. Did you kill Wolf? And he was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, I, I did." did. Stay out he's of like, my way. He was dirty. Yeah. What do you want? So me? she knows he's alive now, and I assume that changes everything. Oh, bum, bum, bum. I don't know because I've only seen these four. Yeah. So okay, and so less... good. It's so good, you guys. It is. I'm having I'm a real good time. Enjoying it so much more than I thought I would. Agreed. Uh, you were planning to enjoy it a lot. Anyway. I was. Yeah. Yes. Don't be ridiculous. Look. The other two, three films they made were not great, but I still like them. I, I am enjoying how many of the leads in this in this show have, like, big ears that stick out on the sides. It's, like, three of them. Cool. Okay. Oh, Frank and, and Billy and somebody else who, are like, they were having a conversation. Oh, the, the guy, uh, Curtis. They have, like, their ears sticking He's out like, on the wow, side. He's like, wow, there's ears everywhere. I think it's cute. I think we found one of her fetishes. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, grabbing them. Well, that's how you direct them where they should yeah, be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, <laughs> and on that note. Let's jump over to S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, my God. Which was one of the best episodes of anything I've seen in a while. <laughs> I love Fitz. What can I say? So Fitz is alive. We find that out at the end of uh, episode four. Mm-hmm. When he pulls a Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Uh, hold on. I should brought up the recap. Sorry. Hold on. Oh, and we should say that <laughs> uh, the Star Wars Twitter feed. Had a nice response oh, to this episode. That was so perfect. You guys are giving it away. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this episode is rewind, and uh, it pretty much opens up at the diner when everyone else gets taken, except mm-hmm. Fitz isn't. And he's like, the, the fuck just happened? And then um, I assume, I think it's the Navy shows up, because that's who Talbot worked yeah. for. Um, takes Fitz captive, holds him in a cell for quite a while, Thinking that he had something to do with everyone else escaping. He's like, no, you dum-dums. I don't know what's going on, but give me a lot of books and I will help you. Uh, So he spends the next six months. Dicking them around. Dicking them around and watching a lot of soccer and writing angry letters to uh, soccer clubs. Um, I do want to say, though, there's a moment when they're interrogating him. Like the first, I'm sure it was the first three hours where they're like, where would they have gone? And he says something along the lines of they would not have left me. And I just, that was so important for him to say, because this is a great, like, moment in any other show where there'd be a miscommunication, and he's like, well, I deserve to be left, and they did it, and no one loves me, and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So I like that in his brain and his heart, he knows, no matter what he thinks of himself, Mm -hmm. his team would have never voluntarily left him behind. Well, yeah, because they had had that great conversation in last year's finale Mm -hmm. when Fitz is like, look, this is all my fault. I'll give myself up. And Daisy was like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever fucking yeah. said. It's all of us or none of us. So mm-hmm. that, that's when they decide to go to the diner for pie because they're like, if we're going down, we're, we're, going, down we're going down as a team. 
None yeah. of this, none of this sacrificial martyr yeah. bullshit. So I just, I just liked that it's like one line, it's a quick beat, but it lets me know that the show and Fitz knows they would not have left him. This yeah. is all against their will. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so six months into his incarceration, uh, his lawyer shows up, and it turns out it's Hunter. God damn it! And you know what? I wasn't super excited when we showed up. That's because when Hunter's not around Bobby, he's great. Oh, but yeah. But then Bobby shows up and he turns into a piece of human garbage. Yeah, but man, he was on no, point he this was episode. Delightful. It was also great that this entire episode was a British accent and a Scottish accent. Yeah. Just like having conversations. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so Hunter blows the wall. They, yes. they escape. There's I like how Fitz has like a really detailed plan about three months of like him sneaking in shit. Oh, and yeah. And Hunter's like, can you move two meters yeah, to your left? And then the bit. wall explodes. And Fitz is like... Or this, I guess. Yeah. And so we have a, they're supposed to have good old Rusty pilot a helicopter. And it's so great because Hunter is talking about how Rusty was the best pilot that you could have bought, but it just crashed and burned. And I'm like, oh, it's a metaphor for your show. Oh, no, buddy. (gasps) Oh, no. no. I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. It made me happy, sad. (laughs) Um. And we didn't get any Adrian Pilecki, which is too bad. But she's doing uh, Orville right now, yeah. so she's making yeah, that money. She's busy. Um, is and that she ha- still on? Yeah, and it's apparently oh, doing yeah. very well. Like right. a lot of people like it. All right. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But uh, she said that she would love to come back to Shield as long as you know they can make the schedules work. Mm-hmm. And maybe now with uh, Disney buying out Fox, who runs Orville, you know they, they could can work something. Yeah, get something going. That'd be great. Yeah, like an episode of just Bobby and Hunter on the run with the Prophet Girl. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we find. The bald dude who, like, unzips his human suit and takes showers. Yeah. And apparently, he's just kind of a chill dude. I love that he's not evil. Yeah. yeah that was right. so nice. He's like, oh, you I'm know- Enoch. That's yeah. my human name. I was like, bro, <laughs> it's been 30,000 years. Maybe pick a more normal name. Yeah, right? Like a, a more, I don't know, modern like name. Joe. Herman. Herman. <laughs> we thought Herman, because he's just a giant nerd. And Herman is such a forgettable name. No, it's not. I know. That's a weird name. It's a weird name. Like, it should be it should be Joe or James or John. Yeah. Mm, sorry. Or Billy. Bob. Good old Billy. Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bob's a good anyway, one. Anyway, Enoch's here and he's here to help. Yeah. He's just been chilling for the last thirty thousand years, years chronicling is so shit. Long. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I get I mean, oh, he man. literally has all of time. Yeah, but think about like the first twenty seven thousand years. It's not fun. There's it's just nothing. Watching hunter gatherers poke stuff with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Blah. He's like, I came here in a spaceship and you guys haven't even found fire yeah. yet. God, I have cool. to wonder watch some monkeys. When he came back from the future, could he did he bring like books with him or something no, to do? No, because he's supposed to be watching. Oh he's gonna God, take that's notes. So boring. Well like how do, I guess he doesn't eat. He only needs coconut water. Yeah. <laughs> the inside of his fridge was very weird. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, uh, they so find we, him. Yeah, well, they, they They're they, being followed by the Navy. They they find uh Enoch reveals that hey you know i don't really know much i'm just working off of what the prophet's telling me or the seer the seer the, the seer. seer is telling me and we find out it's robin from a couple years ago yes is that dude's daughter yeah the uh, the inhuman that anytime he touched something he and they would see an impending death i think yes. it was so he cruised out uh left his daughter robin with the mom i forget her name mom. because i'm terrible mom and uh, Daisy gave her that little carved robin, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. she still had. Yeah, that was, was like, nice. Aw, and that kid grew up to look way less weird. She's a she was a funny looking little kid before. So it's funny looking in this episode. She's less funny. She looked more mm-hmm. like a normal person instead of like a weird cherub. Thing. Anyway, they escape because Enoch has like time pausing skills or 
blackout wave yeah, he powers. Can just, yeah. I don't know what he does. But. Yeah, he made them pause for a half an hour. And it's so long. <laughs> and uh, they go down to the lighthouse. Which, now we know, this is why it's called the lighthouse. Yeah, makes a lot more sense. And Who built this? Uh, why yeah. was it built? Uh, uh. How long has it been here? Uh. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Everything is just unknown. Super helpful. And Fitz is like, well, I'm just going to take a 75-year nap. No well, big deal. Well, they're trying to figure out how he's supposed to get there because the seer suddenly says, oh, no, you're supposed to be there. And he's like, well, how do I How do? I do you have to, that? You have to pull a Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. And Enoch has a plan. And so it turns out this is within our same continuity, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Continuity? No. Uh, within <laughs> the same time frame line of doom. Um, <laughs> so we're not world hopping yes which yeah. makes me kind of sad but i can still dig it i mean there is an extension level event coming that we have to somehow extension extension what i say huh extension huh? no you haven't <laughs> <laughs> my question is uh fitz just immediately jumps into the freezer pod and he hasn't actually formed a plan about how he's going to get them back from the future oh no his plan is shotgun axe that's not a plan it's not a plan that is a plan you that's get that noun. to mm-hmm. map Oh, I forgot his name halfway Mac through. Mac is just going to like yeah. cut a hole in space time that we all jump through? Yes. Oh my oh God. God. You know why? Greatest love story ever told. <laughs> Mac and we his found, shotgun axe. Yeah, we found Kenneth's OTP. <laughs> I really do like, you know, he wrote the postcard which says Lake Ontario, which is his fucking clue for the team to figure mm-hmm. out where the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. And then, which I didn't notice. I thought it was just like a postcard he had. Um, and I like that they put that Why box. Why have of an supplies. Ontario postcard I don't randomly? Know. That makes none sense. I like that he put that box of supplies in a place where maybe it would including last. Coulson's good hand. I saw a hand in there. Yeah, yeah. there were pieces of bodies. Um, I don't that's know. I'm safe. just really excited. That's really smart. It's like that episode of Supernatural where they were like Dean was back in time, yeah. and Sam was in the present. And he like hid something in a wall in a house. They were both in. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Great. So I do have to wonder. Podcast. Oh God, shut your face! I do have to wonder why he went to the trouble of leaving the stuff there when he could have just brought it with him on the spaceship. For all we know, the um, well, he wasn't on a spaceship. He was yeah, on he a was. spaceship. Oh, they put him on a ship. Yeah, he was circling it. I don't know. Oh, you know what? It's because he's gonna be topside. Was he topside? No. What? What do you mean? Maybe I, so I assume because it was access. a lot easier for him to just walk into this place versus him walking Carrying in with like box three guns. duffels worth of oh, very dangerous weapons. Well, also now he just has to tell them where that box is and they can all just go get their own guns. Yeah. Oh, we skipped the most important part, though. The true heroes of this episode oh, release the ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> so that great. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Aww, you know ferrets. what ferrets are? Weasels you can't fucking trust. No, it's the other way around. Weasels are the ones you can't trust. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's built into the their joke. name. Leave me alone. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, Fitz is here and Enoch has a plan. Yeah. Enoch's I, still just here. Hey, buddy. I loved his updated wardrobe, too. Yeah, He's like, well, he I have to fit in. in, so I have to look like classy dystopian. And I was just like, what a great way to like wake Fitz up, too. Fitz goes to bed and he wakes up and the first face he sees is Enoch. Like That mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah. It's like, hey, you've been asleep for quite a while. Everything has happened. Well, now Enoch knows how the world got destroyed because he was here for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should know. He's been observing shit. I mean, he better know. If it's like, oh, I don't know. I fell asleep for 20 years. Yeah. I'm going to lose my shit. And so we have uh, Fitz going into the cryopod. Mm-hmm. Last thing he sees is Hunter, <laughs> who just says, I love you. And Fitz mouths, I know. 
That was, was so weird. To so me. perfect. Okay, so the first like three seconds of that, when Hunter was like, "I love you," I was like, "He's such a fucking weirdo." Like I didn't put it together, and then I saw Fitz laugh, and I went, "Oh my god!" And then he said, "I know." I went, "Okay." Yeah. And so then official Star Wars Twitter just tweets out to Agents of Shield with a pic. Uh, it's a Han Solo a, gift yeah, of uh, him just, saying, I know. "I know," and I was like, "Oh, you're such nerds." <laughs> Beautiful. And I love it because they're all owned by. The- but like, what a cute little moment, though. A bunch yeah. of nerds hanging out. Yeah. And Hunter's just like, all my friends are dead, or I'll be dead where they are. Yeah, I assume uh, like he and Bobby are going to watch over the seer now. Well, that's what he said. Like they're gonna now that Enoch has to take care of um, Fitz for seventy years. They're like, we'll take care of the seer. Bobby needs a cause. Hmm. That's right. He did say that. Okay. Touche. And so Anytime I, Bobby's mentioned, I'm yeah. here for that. Really, recap of this episode, I really like this new... Oh, well, and we also have Fitz just like guns akimbo in a Oh, my, oh my God. God. A okay, shootout. we totally skipped past. They found the bus and then took it. Yeah. So yeah. that's ours again now. And dude, when, like, when they found the bus, both of their faces <gasps> matched know. my feelings because I we spent know. so much time on I've there. Also, I have to, when they first came into that warehouse, there was a a wooden crate on the very top <laughs> oh, shelf yeah. that like looked like the, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. It had that, that eagle thing on it. You know why? It's because the Navy have top men on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Top men. Um, but, yeah, so we found the bus, and I was like, yes. And then the people were shooting. I was like, that's not yours. It's ours. We're taking it. That belongs to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Fitz Slow-mo just, shootout. Fucking yeah. Goes to town. Like remembering yes. his framework badassery and like an well, be- and I like this new Fitz. Basically, is taking two full lives he's lived and mm-hmm. forming a new person out of it. And, and it's like, going to be so interesting. Yeah, and it's going to cause him some problems. And we're already seeing that a bit because like he gets a lot more physically angry as we see when he's in the cell. Well, yeah, it's like yeah, he there's a lot more of flailing from him and putting hands on stuff. Mm-hmm. That we've never really cuz he that's not who Fitz was. He was just a scientist, which I think it is going to make him a better agent. Oh, definitely. Gemma is a lot more physical than she used to be, too. Yeah. Mhm. Anyway, this show is so good. the heater. Yeah, she's very Okay, cool. that's real weird. But cool. <laughs> anyway, you're right. There was only like a half a season of the first season, and then like four and five are the only seasons of Shield that. Yep. And it looks like they're doing a pod thing, and I just love it because every episode we get a what so a uh, pod, a uh, pod like pod arcs. I don't know that. Oh. That's what. Uh, that's what. Oh, the um, like collection things. Shit. Who's, Where it's like eight who's of this and eight this. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Bendis. It's not no. Jeff Jones. It's the Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. It's no, the that's DC. third guy. Um. Do you mean who's the showrunner for Agents of Shield? Yeah. Well, it's the Whedons. It's Joss, Jed, and Marissa Tantarowan. Well, but there's there's a a Marvel dude also. Um, I think it's Feige. No, there's another Marvel mm. dude. You know, it doesn't matter. I'll look it, it up later. Matter, uh, but yeah, they're doing the pocket. Yeah, things. pods. Pods. Yeah. And it, they just every episode has so much happening and so much information, and it's you get the the fun downtime of filler episodes while still having info dumps in them. Yes. And it's, it's a lot like a first season, only season of Sleepy Hollow, um, <laughs> where just shit's happening yes. every episode. Yeah. And it just keeps me so engaged. And mm-hmm. Well, uh, it just tells it. me that they paid attention to last year and how much the fans liked it. And yeah. they went, we have to do this again because season three was such a fucking garbage dump. And mm-hmm. I kind of wonder now also if with Disney buying Fox, maybe they could hop this over to Fox because as much as like Fox does weird crap, they've had Gotham running for three years. So they know how to like keep a show that's kind of real weird going because Disney or no ABC keeps trying to can this and Disney has to step in and say, no, we like this show. 
Fuck yeah. you. But also this show, it's like Project Runway, Shark Tank, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, that's a really a weird, weird lead up. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It should go before <laughs> Gifted. They're both Marvel properties. They should go together. Is Gifted on? Gifted's on Fox. Fox. Oh, okay. Sorry. So yeah, saying, yeah, if yeah. They, if they, Disney takes it now that they own Fox and puts it on Fox. Well, dude, that or have like a, a competing to CW thing where you just have three nights of like Gifted, uh, Gotham, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. and build your own superhero lineup basically yeah. that would oh, be pretty be sick cool. i mean they had a good run with the cartoon lineups on sundays mm-hmm. fox did oh man they could do it again yeah they were on point with that anyway so i love the show our neighbors have a dog i was very confused it sounded like the dog was inside your house that might have been peter i thought you were gonna say something different than house <laughs> i was like the dog is not inside ken the dog is okay let's the, focus the real story the whole time um agents of shield great Punisher, great. Great. Runaways, great. great. We're having such a good time. I could, you know, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. I would even allow the Inhumans to show up on this year's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Are they written by the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people? Yes. Then yes. Yeah. No, Inhuman writers are not invited. Marissa, save the Inhuman characters. Yeah. That would be kind of cool because we're getting so much Inhuman stuff. It would be fun to have them, even even if it's just a cameo. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe they could be like a a second pod type thing where it involves them a lot more. Oh, my God. Could they? Black Bolt's not invited. No, could they bring Medusa onto this show and then see, give her her hair back Change with better print. CGI? Yes. What a weird decision. To cut her hair off. In the first it's episode. It's fucked up. It's because they're cheapos. They spent all their b- budget on Lockjaw. <laughs> no. It's just a big dog. Okay, let's do Whatever. This. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. So that is our show. We hope you all have fantastic holiday times. And we will be back next week with... More of the same. Actually, yeah, just all of the same. Oh, wait, no, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on a break no! for a week because they hate us. Because holidays? Uh, yes, it is taking next week off, so it'll just be uh, Runaways and Punisher. Cool. And that's fine. I could I could use a break. an I extra hour of my life. I was literally going, should we watch a movie? And then I went, I no. no. Stop it. And halfway through next month, the lightning starts. Yeah! And I'm pretty excited for that. So, anyway, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Same damn time, same cow channel. Bam cow! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.